Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. My name is Jared St. Clair. I'm with you each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. And today, it is 7 degrees in Salt Lake City, Utah. 7 degrees with a high of 27 and apparently a low tonight of 26. So I guess maybe that's that's a good thing. We got plastered here, didn't we? Crazy stuff. In fact, it says it feels like 1 degree, and I do not deny that estimate. I think it feels pretty darn close to one degree out there. It's crazy. Cold weather, beautiful snow. There's always something to be grateful for. This inversion, though, holy smokes, it's got us locked in tight. If you can breathe, you're doing well right now. So uh, take care of yourselves. This is when everything tends to go south with our immune systems. A lot of stress going on with the new year, lots of stuff happening, the cold, the uh, conditions are perfect for uh, the flu. The flu's rolling around out there. Doesn't necessarily mean you run out and get that flu shot they keep touting because, well, there's a lot of better options in my opinion. But, hey, I'm not your doctor. I'm just Jared St. Clair talking vitality, health, and wellness on Vitality Radio each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Of course, Vitality Radio is always brought to you by... Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. You can catch us on the phone at 801-292-6662. You can come see us in person, 107 South, 500 West. If you don't live near Bountiful, we love your phone calls, love to answer your questions, and we are happy to take care of you via the mail if there's anything that we can get you set up on to help improve your health. I know a lot of you out there listening to this show tune in for one reason and one reason only, and that is the morning rant. In a world full of often confusing messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. All right. So yes, the morning rant is upon us. And today was interesting. I had a bunch of ideas on what I should do with a morning rant and uh, three or four things floating around in my head. And then literally about 10 minutes before the show started, I was uh, thumbing around online looking for a little bit of information and stumbled upon something that, uh, well, it trumped everything when it came to morning rant. It's a topic I've never tackled before on Vitality Radio, at least specifically, although I've talked about uh, some of the issues associated with this problem. But it's something that I think most people don't even know is a problem at all. It is the terrible tonsillectomy. And what does that mean? Do you know what a tonsillectomy is? You probably do. It's extremely common. 530,000, uh, yeah, 530,000, half a million of these things last year on kids alone in this country. That's a huge number. It's removing tonsils. Now, why do we remove our tonsils? Well, they get swollen and inflamed, and uh, sometimes they create issues when we are sick, uh, sore throat, and so on and so forth. But the tonsils are kind of like every other body part. The good Lord put them there for a reason. So is it a good idea to necessarily just uh, get rid of these things? Well, what brought this to my attention today was a tonsillectomy death. Now, you don't think about death and tonsillectomy in the same sentence very often, but guess what? When I started thumbing around a little bit more online, I found out this isn't that uncommon. Now, it is uncommon. It doesn't happen in you know one in every 100,000 or one in every 500,000, but maybe it does a little bit because two that I could find this year in 20, well, okay, one of them was a couple days ago and one of them was in June of 2016, but within the last six, seven months, 
two children have died uh, after a tonsillectomy. And uh, that's out of about, during that period of time, only a couple hundred thousand kids getting one. So maybe it is closer to one in 100,000. I don't know. I don't know how well this stuff is tracked. Generally speaking, deaths related to surgeries and drugs are uh, eh, marginally well-tracked, let's say. So what's the deal? How does a kid die from a tonsillectomy? Is it a botched surgery? Is the surgeon drunk? What's going on here? Well, the truth of the matter is, no, you can actually have a perfectly good tonsillectomy and do everything exactly right and still have a dead child at the end because you never know until it happens how a child's going to respond to anesthesia. In this case, we think that that's probably what happened or the one back in June to the painkiller they gave him after the tonsillectomy, oxycodone. So is there such a thing as a routine surgery? My argument would be absolutely not. There is no such thing as a routine surgery. Once you start getting into anesthesia and needles and scalpels and so on and so forth, just about anything can happen. Now, it doesn't mean you don't get surgery if you need surgery, but guess what? I'm not alone in this and I'm on the, you know, quote unquote alternative side. But how about doctors that are saying, good glory, we're doing too many of these things. Yeah, that's what's happening right now. There's an article in the Washington Post all the way back in 2012 that I dug up, and it's by Sarah Cliff. And it was all the way back in April of 2012 in the Washington Post. And she says, it turns out we're in the middle of an epidemic, a tonsillectomy epidemic, to be more specific. Tonsillectomies are the most common procedure for children requiring anesthesia, and we're doing more of them. The number of tonsillectomies performed spiked by 74% between 1996 and 2006. In fact, in 2006 alone, more than half a million children in the United States got their tonsils removed. The only problem is there's no evidence they work for most children. And there's the caveat. Now, Let's talk about this for a minute. So we had a 74% increase between 96 and 2006. We're now just passing 2016. We've got into 2017 now. And guess what? The numbers aren't going down. We're, we're over half a million still. Not much of a spike, maybe a little bit from 2006, but still a little more than there were 10 years ago. 530 thousand in this country? Does that seem like a small number to you or a big number to you? It seems huge to me. Now, the most important part of that first paragraph of this article, though, is not how many are being done, but this. The only problem is there's no evidence they work for most children. So what does she mean by that? The procedure does, does show some benefits for those with really serious symptoms, very sore throats, fevers, and other symptoms at least seven times in the past year. But, and I'm going to emphasize this word, no improvement for those whose indications are milder. So in other words, if you have a child who has very sore throats, fevers, and other symptoms at least seven times a year related to their tonsils, then clinically it's been proving that a tonsillectomy can help. Short of that, no improvement. I would argue that probably the vast majority of these tonsillectomies that are being performed are in the latter group. Get this, though. Tonsillectomies aren't just for kids. They're not like tricks, right? Tonsillectomies are for adults, too. Adults are often given tonsillectomies to treat sleep apnea, a condition where an individual has trouble sleeping. However, get this. Not a single randomized study, however, has actually tested whether that's true. So we're giving tonsillectomies to adults, not knowing, not even having any idea really, other than I guess maybe there's some anecdotal evidence out there, but that's not what modern medicine's about, right? That's what they bellyache about. Natural remedies. They say, well, we don't know how good this stuff is because there's no good scientific literature on it. Well, what about tonsillectomies given to adults when we don't have a single study? Not one that says a tonsillectomy will help with sleep apnea. I thought modern medicine was all about that, man. Studies. We go to these medical schools and we 
bring in all these people, you hear these commercials, and they drag them in, and they say, yeah, we'll pay for your study medication, and we'll see, we use you as a guinea pig, and you come in, and you're going to do this, and we'll find out if it works, and if it doesn't, well, you got paid, and if it does, then you're advancing modern science. Well, that's awesome, but guess what? There hasn't been one of those done on tonsillectomies for adults, and yet these are happening every year for sleep apnea, so so much for this bogus argument that well, modern medicine is all scientifically vetted and yeah, not always, right? Not always. But back to the kids. Dartmouth professor David Goodman said in the speech that was given in 2012, it's a silent epidemic of unnecessary care. In most instances, it's done for patients with much less recurrent symptoms than should be indicated. He said the aim of the conference he was attending was to better understand why we use medicine that doesn't make us any healthier. Yeah, that's a pretty tough question to answer, even when you focus on just one simple procedure like a tonsillectomy. But at the same time, it's a very important question because unnecessary health care is estimated to cost at least $158 billion a year. We keep Wondering what's going on with health care in this country? How do we fix health care in this country? How about if we stop wasting money on crap that doesn't even help? How about if we stop wasting money on stuff that probably doesn't help? That'd make the number even bigger. And how about if we stop wasting money on stuff that hurts? Yeah, that's a thought, right? Modern medicine is broken for so many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is that nobody's paying any attention. I mean, according to this guy, and this is him, not me, David Goodman, who went, he's at Dartmouth, he must be pretty smart, right? He says, maybe it's about parent demand or patient preferences. He says, I think this sometimes occurs within a fog of ignorance. Often these patients are led by well-meaning clinicians, sorry, along this path. Yes, the fog of ignorance Please don't be ignorant about your health care and especially the health care of your child. Studies, sorry, study all the sides before you randomly make a decision based on any one idea. I know people that go to doctors to get a procedure done because their friend told them it was a good procedure for them. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It has nothing to do with how well it's going to work for you. And I know that doctors are mostly well-meaning. But come on, 530,000 tonsillectomies when the vast majority of children that they're performed on don't need one? I'm not putting my kid under the knife for something that's probably not going to help. And in fact, clinically, it's been proven not to help. Heck, I'm probably not putting them under the knife for the other reason. Because there are other things you can do if your tonsils are inflamed. A lot of other things. A lot of things that don't require scalpels and anesthesia but we trust we trust that everything will be okay you know as i was looking around it didn't take me long to find all the kids that are dying from anesthesia related problems from dental procedures from tonsillectomies and from a variety of other types of things where we just simply don't know what's going to happen there is no such thing as a routine surgery please be careful out there Don't just go get cut or let your children get cut into without studying it first and figuring out if it's the right thing for you. It's not something to take lightly. You can ask the parents of the two children who died from tonsillectomies within the last six months in this country. I don't know if there's more. Those are the two I found in about a five-minute search. All right, that's the rant for today. I'm going to come back. When I come back, we're going to talk about something that is so apropos right now. We've got an inversion. I can't see the sun, but I can tell it's out there because it's daylight. We've got really cold weather. Holy smokes, where are we in Green Bay, Minnesota? Something's going on, man. It's cold in Utah right now. And we've got something called SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. We're going to talk about what that is, how many people it affects, and if it might be affecting you a little differently than maybe what you think. We're even going to talk about things you can do naturally to help prevent it and reverse it that's what's next you're talking or sorry you're listening i'm talking to me jared st Clair, and this is vitality radio after decades of helping people with their nutritional supplement needs i have observed something that seems almost universal 
People seem to have a lot of products that they have experimented with. Some might have been recommended by a blogger online, others from a magazine article, and yet another by a friend or family member. Information is coming at us at a rapid pace nowadays, and everyone has an opinion. The problem is that there is only one really big wild card in health and nutrition, and that wild card is you. I know you've heard the infomercials, seen the ads, or talked to that neighbor who has that cure-all product that can do it all for your health. The problem is that supplement doesn't exist. What's right for your neighbor isn't always right for you. At Vitality Nutrition, we've been asking the right questions for years. What I mean by this is, we don't just sell supplements, we consult with our clients and ask them the key questions needed to make sure we match the right supplement to the right person. If you feel better about a team approach to your health, give us a call and one of our well-educated Vitality team members will answer your questions and help you find just what it is that you need to address your health concerns naturally. You can reach us at 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. Or drop us an email. Info at vitalityradiopod.com. That's info at vitalityradiopod.com. All righty. Welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning. And usually the next thing I say is a beautiful Saturday in Salt Lake City, Utah. And you know what? It is. Dang it. Inversion or not, freezing temperatures or not, we have got a beautiful day because there's snow up in those beautiful mountains. There's snow down here on the ground. At least it's not ice all over like it was yesterday, and you can actually drive around and get the stuff done you need to do. And hopefully that's what you're doing while you're listening to me. I think a lot of you listen to me in your cars, and I appreciate any time you give to me on Vitality Radio. Let's just look at the bright side. It's going to be 41 degrees tomorrow. That's going to feel like we're in the tropics, man compared to this, right? Yeah, it's going to get better. And it is so pretty. Gosh, that snow in the trees right beneath me here. Absolutely beautiful. So anyway, I talked about SAD. It's S.A.D. Seasonal Affective Disorder. And it's a real thing. Now, how many people does it affect? And what the heck is it? Well, seasonal affective disorder is a serious mood change during winter months when there's less natural sunlight. This condition is, is uh, not all that common in a chronic way. They say maybe 5 to 10% of the public might experience seasonal depression. However, it's been estimated, and it is an estimate, that maybe as many as 25% of us, and that's a big number, experience seasonal affective disorder symptoms from time to time during the winter months. So not every single day, but maybe a few days at a time here and there. And so it's a bigger problem than you might think. And of course, if you experience it, it's a real big problem for you. So what's the deal on seasonal affective disorder? Well, there's some statistics that I want to share with you first. Uh, Four out of five people experiencing seasonal affective disorder are women. Sorry. Uh, The main age of onset of seasonal depression is between 20 and 30 years of old. So it happens pretty young, but symptoms can even appear earlier than that. And typically, the further one is away from the equator, the more at risk they are for seasonal depression. Now, what about Utah? Guess what? Utah, it's estimated it's more like 10% chronic seasonal affective disorder. Well, that's actually a pretty decent number of people. And like I said, it may be as high as 25% or maybe even more that experience those symptoms from time to time. So if you're one of those people or you love one of those people or you're just curious about what the heck happens when we have these short days and no sunlight, like a day like this where we got this inversion, and I can, I, I can see where the sun is through the inversion, but just barely. It looks like this little tiny bright spot through all this mess. But yeah, it's a big deal, especially this time of year. And this ha- hits us a few weeks out of every year here in Utah, right? So then, what do we do if we're dealing with this stuff? Well, first off, there, let's talk about the cause. Because I think the most common thing that people associate with seasonal affective disorder now is vitamin D deficiency. And why is that? Because vitamin D is the sunshine vitamin, right? Now, I've talked about this on Vitality Radio so many times. But vitamin D3 isn't even a vitamin at all. It's a hormone. And as such, it plays a role 
of signaling a lot of different things inside the body. And one of those things is a more positive mood. It works a lot with the hormones that increase and balance mood. So vitamin D deficiency, whether winter or summer, can be a major factor in depressed symptoms. So if you're deficient in vitamin D, it's a big deal. How do you know if you're deficient in vitamin D? There's really two ways to find out. You can get a blood test and ask your doctor specifically where your numbers are at. And then study up on that a little bit because some doctors are telling people they're deficient, um, or let's say, are telling people they're in the normal range when in reality if they boosted it up a little bit, they would actually get some results. And other doctors are actually very proactively recommending vitamin D3 even if people are in the low normal range as opposed to out of the normal range. So vitamin D3, a big deal. And, of course, vitamin D3, one of the single best things you can do to prevent the flu. And the flu is floating around right now. Numbers are going up a lot higher than last year. So if you want to prevent the flu, vitamin D3, one of the major ways that you can do that. But guess what? There are other causes of seasonal affective disorder that have very little to do with vitamin D deficiency. The reduced level of sunlight in the fall and winter months may affect an individual serotonin a neurotransmitter that affects mood. That's the one that most antidepressants are based on, right? Lower levels of serotonin have been shown to be linked to depression. Brain scans have shown that people who had seasonal depression in the winter had higher levels of serotonin transporter protein that removed serotonin than in individuals that did not have seasonal depression. So they've specifically linked ser low serotonin to this form of depression, which makes sense because serotonin is linked to pretty much most forms of depression. What about melatonin? Melatonin, a sleep-related related hormone secreted by the pineal gland in the brain, has been linked to seasonal depression as well. This hormone, which can affect sleep patterns and mood, is produced at increased levels in the dark. Therefore, when the days are shorter and darker, the production of this hormone increases. Melatonin can also affect an individual's circadian rhythm or the biological clock, resulting in internal clocks being out of sync with external clocks or the usual sleep-wake rhythm cycle. This can result in some of the symptoms associated with seasonal depression as well. And then, of course, I mentioned vitamin D. So those are three of the big ones that we know about that are a big deal. Well, what is seasonal depression? How does it affect us? It's sad, anxious, or empty feelings, feelings of hopelessness or pessimism, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, or helplessness, irritability or restlessness, loss of interest or pleasure in activities you used to enjoy, fatigue and, and decreased energy. I almost said deceased energy. That's, that's really bad uh, when your energy is completely deceased, and I know some people feel that way. Difficulty concentrating, remembering details and making decisions, difficulty sleeping or oversleeping, changes in weight, and even thoughts of death or suicide. Now, not all of these uh, symptoms are seasonal affective disorder in all people, but most people experience, experience some of these symptoms when they're experiencing SAD. So if you're experiencing some of these symptoms and you notice especially that you experience them this time of year when it's shorter and darker, the days are shorter and darker, um, then you may be dealing with some seasonal affective disorder. So what can we do about it? Well, there's actually some pretty cool things that are available. Something called light therapy or phototherapy, which involves exposing yourself to light via a special box or lamp. These devices produce similar effects to natural light, triggering chemicals in your brain that help regulate your mood. Of course, the vitamin D3, the serotonin, melatonin, and so on that, that we just talked about. All can be you can benefit from these things, and it's it, they can be a little bit expensive, um, and some of the better ones, you don't need to be exposed to them as long. You can go as long as 20, or sorry, as short as 20 minutes or as long as two hours. But these can really help. And I've talked to a lot of people that say that they help a lot. And you can find these uh, mostly online. Just look for phototherapy uh, or light therapy for seasonal affective disorder, and you'll be able to find those. Most people notice an improvement pretty quickly with those things, too, as quickly as one to two weeks. That's pretty impressive. What about getting outside? Now, it is currently... I'm not a weatherman, but uh, and when we got on the air, it was eight, seven degrees. And then it, it warmed up to eight degrees uh, at the end of my rant. Guess what? It's nine degrees now. All right. It's not bad. It feels like, uh, well, four degrees. That's a three-degree increase from when we started. So we're doing good, right, with the weather. Well, that's not the kind of weather you really want to get outside in right now, okay? And the truth of the matter is you wouldn't get <laughs> get a lot of sunshine benefit out of, out of it anyway, unless you drive up to Park City or something. But here's the thing. 
getting outside even for 20 or 30 minutes a day, even if you have to bundle up to do it, has been shown to really help mood. Even if that's shoveling your walk, going for a walk, uh, anything outside, really, really a great idea during this time of year. It's easy to want to lock yourself up and binge watch Netflix, but uh, that doesn't help depression. So get outside, get a little bit of uh, cool, fresh air, and it will make you feel better if you're dealing with seasonal depression. Another one that's fantastic is meditation. Now, it's hard to make yourself meditate, said the man who is horrible at meditation. Yeah, that's me. But if you can do it, if you can get into the rhythm of meditation, even if it's not daily, but optimally, of course, it is daily. For You can do short meditations, five or ten minutes, all the way up to, of course, 30 minutes to an hour. But meditation, amazing. Really, really great for seasonal depression. It uh, really changes the mindset, helps to balance things. And the times that I have meditated, which are few and far between, unfortunately, I have seen some really neat results. In fact, I'm going to give you a quick tip. And this will be pretty quick, but it's pretty cool. There is a place in Ogden, just on the very south end of Ogden, up on Highway 89, kind of not quite to Weber State, um, that does something that I think is amazing. It's called a it's called a float pod, and it's I float is the name of the place, and you can actually see my review on Yelp of this place. Fantastic place! I loved it. I'll tell you, the iFloat pod that they've got up there, you float in about, I think it was 1,200 pounds of magnesium. (laughs) That's a lot of magnesium. Now, that's just Epsom salt. But you don't put 1,200 pounds of Epsom salt in your tub, you'd go broke doing it, right? You lay in this pod. They cover you with a a sort of a domed lid. They turn off the lights. You can turn on a light if you're claustrophobic or, you know, need to see a little bit. But they turn off the lights, and you lay there for an hour. And while that may sound boring, it kind of is, but it is amazing because it's the first time that I've ever felt like I really zinned out in meditation because you lay there in water that is the temperature of your body skin and you float and you don't feel like you're in water after you've been in there for four or five minutes. You feel like you're floating on a cloud. It is the coolest thing. And not only is it amazing that way, but if you're also dealing with anxiety on top of depression, if that's an issue, then you float there and absorb magnesium like it's going out of style. And magnesium is amazing for anxiety. Super, super amazing stuff. Very cool. Absolutely worth doing. You got to try it out. The iFloat Pod. He's not paying me to do this. I just love what he did up there. He did give me some discount coupons, though. So if you want to stop by Vitality, I can hook you up with a $20 off your first session. Very, very cool. I wasn't even going to talk about that. But, man, with meditation floating in that pod, absolutely spectacular. i got to go do it again soon. I'm thinking I might go do it again this weekend. Anyway, amazing stuff. What about modifying your diet? I want to focus a little bit on that because it's not the easiest thing to do. In fact, it's harder than meditation. Right? Eating right? Jeez. It's for the birds. Especially this time of year, man. From October to December, we love to just munch and munch. And then guess what happens? If you're anything like me, there's still junk laying around the weekend of January. You got to contend with. Now, contending with it would be the right thing to do, right? You take it and you toss it. But the wrong thing to do is to toss it down your throat. And that's what I usually do. So we have to be cautious about that, right? Listen. We know now, clinically, no matter what the sugar lobby will tell you, that sugar itself is a bear for depression and anxiety. I think this may be one of the biggest things that you can do to help with your depression or anxiety, regardless whether it's seasonal. But if it's seasonal, especially because this time of year, again, a lot of us junk out and veg out in front of the TV, that kind of thing. So there is some controversy on this, but a growing body of evidence points to the addictive potential of sugar. And I don't think it's controversial at all. All you got to do is read through this. Check this out. Both drugs and to lesser extent sugar and processed junk foods flood the brain with the feel-good chemical dopamine. Dopamine's awesome when it's used correctly. It's amazing stuff. You feel great when you've got a lot of dopamine. It's one of the biggest reasons why we resort to chocolate and things like that when we're stressed out. Comfort foods because we get that quick dopamine rush and we feel better for a minute. 
but then it kind of goes away. Well, that dopamine rush is a big deal because over time, it changes the function of the brain. In a study by researchers at Yale University, get this, this is crazy. The simple sight of a milkshake activated the same reward centers of the brain as cocaine did among people with addictive eating habits. So if you are a food addict and you see a milkshake, you see a milkshake on a commercial, on a sign outside of the local Dairy Queen or Arctic Circle, whatever it is, it starts to reward you just seeing it as strongly as cocaine. A 2007 study showed that rats actually prefer sugar to cocaine, and so do I. You know what? That is not that hard for me to believe because they're both fine white powders, and I like sugar better than cocaine every day of the week. I've never actually done a lot of cocaine, but sugar I've done plenty of. Uh, If you're a regular listener, you know that sugar has been my nemesis for my life. And, oh, man, it's good. Again, for those few moments that you're enjoying it. But rats, they like sugar water better than cocaine. Rats given fatty and sugary products demonstrated classic symptoms of addiction, including tolerance and withdrawal symptoms when the products were taken away. Isn't that crazy? So sugar's a big deal. So here's what you do. You're dealing with seasonal affective disorder. You're dealing with this winter blues stuff. Get some vitamin D. Now, my favorite source of vitamin D is a product called 10 Days of Sunshine. You may have heard the commercial before we started this. 10 Days of Sunshine is unique. It's got a ton of vitamin D in it, like a megadose of vitamin D, which you need initially. In fact, most doctors recommend basically a megadose where you're taking uh, as as much as 50 or 100,000 units um, for a short period of time. Well, if you take the 10 Days of Sunshine, the way it's recommended, it's six capsules a day for the first 10 days. And after that, it's just two or three capsules. Some people even just one a day. But 10 days of sunshine is very unique because not only does it give you that high megadose of vitamin D to kind of load the system quickly, but it also gives you theanine, one of my favorite things on earth. Theanine, you take, it calms your mind. It gives you mental focus. Last night I had work to do. We had a, the ceiling caved in at Vitality Nutrition. We lost about a three by three square of ceiling from a roof leak. And I'm worried it's going to get worse because as the snow melts tomorrow, ugh, we have a lot more water coming in if uh, we can't figure out how to get it fixed. Anyway, so a lot of stress throughout the day, not a lot getting done compared to what I typically try and get done during the day. So it was reserved for last night. I spent until about 2 in the morning on the computer getting a bunch of stuff done, including working on this show. Well, from midnight to 2 a.m. when you're really tired, a lot of times your brain doesn't, you know, do what it's supposed to do well. And theanine, it can. I'm telling you, I chewed a couple of theanine tablets because we have this chewable form there at Vitality. And I really, I felt just zoned in, man. I was in the zone. I was ready to go. I was thinking clearly. I was able to get a ton done in the late hours with the support of theanine helping to calm and balance my mind. So theanine, one of my favorite things in there, but also the cortisol reducing, which is your stress hormone herb called astragalus, sorry, ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is fantastic. They Honestly, if I had to pick two things that I sell that I love more than about anything else, it might be ashwagandha and theanine, truly amazing stuff. And the Sunshine Formula also has the B vitamins to help support the nervous system. I mean, it's really a well-thought-out formula. It does the job. People swear by it this time of year. So if you're looking for something something to help with this seasonal affective disorder, I highly encourage you to try the 10 Days of Sunshine. Heck, it's 100% guaranteed. It's 100% natural. It's safe. And it works really, really well. Another thing, make sure you're loading up on your omega-3s. Make sure you're eating Berries. Berries are great uh, for uh, helping with the uh, adrenal glands. Bananas uh, can also be a great source of tryptophan to help calm things down. I mentioned magnesium in a float pod. You can also, of course, take magnesium supplementally, which is fantastic as well. So a lot of good stuff that you can do 
for seasonal affective disorder. And uh, I'm going to run just really quickly uh, rehash this. If you want a comprehensive solution, 10 days of sunshine covers the bases really, really well. Omega-3 is a big deal. I always mention probiotics, and I'll never stop mentioning probiotics ever again when it comes to brain health because they are huge. This was really you know, something I've known for a long time, but was really pointed out to me uh, in the research that was being done by uh, my good friend, uh, Holly, who works with us at Vitality Nutrition. And uh, it's true, this gut health thing is a big deal when it comes to getting your brain doing what it's supposed to do. So don't forget your probiotics. And then of course, magnesium as well. And recently I talked a lot about CBD on Vitality Radio. CBD, another great option for seasonal affective disorder. So here's the thing, I would recommend you come by if you've got questions on this and we can kind of coach you through it, help you figure out what might work best for you. Uh, and if you're into essential oils and aromatherapy, uh, Holly Draper provided us a fantastic list of things that people use. The two biggies uh, being one called Peace of Mind and one called Lighten Up. And I personally love Lighten Up. What a cool formula. There's also some single oil blends or single oils that work. Clary Sage, any of the citrus oils uh, are excellent this time of year. And if you're wanting to figure out how to get into essential oils, and you want to dip your toes in that water. We just got a great opportunity for you. For 10 bucks, you can get a little pendant that is made out of clay, natural clay. You put the oil on the back of the pendant, and throughout the day, you get that aromatherapy benefit hanging around your neck. We also have one that I've got in my car. And, man, this beats the heck out of those stupid pine trees. What a cool thing. It's a clip that you put on your, uh, on your vent in your car. And I don't like to have that uh, vent pointed right at my face, you know, where I like that heat just blasts you. Some people love that this time of year. I don't like the heat in my face, but I put it on my little defrost vent and it instantly, you get the aromatherapy there in the car. I actually put uh, one of my favorite blends called Kids Immune because it's a very safe one for even when the kids are in the car, uh, which of course it happens with me a lot. And we put it on there and it fills the car with this wonderful aroma that not only smells good, but it works great for the aromatherapy. And for 10 bucks, you can get a cute little thing that you stick right there and uh, you, re you put the oils on it. Every, I don't know, I've had it in my car four days and I haven't had to re, uh, reapply oils, but I imagine, you know, every three or four days is probably a good time to do it. So you should check those out. They're locally made and I love them. And I mean, come on, for 10 bucks, what do you got to lose? So that's something that's really cool. If you want something a little more high tech, we actually now have a cup holder diffuser an actual water and oil diffuser that you stick in your cup holder. You put your oils in there. You plug it into the same thing you'd plug your phone in, just a USB. Very, very cool. I love that thing, too, if you want to really diffuse the oils in your car. So there's some really good opportunities and ideas there for you. Anyway, this seasonal effective thing, even if it's not just a seasonal thing, it's depression in general. These things that I mentioned are all useful across the board. They can be very, very uh, useful. And I've had people just absolutely rave and say, you know, life-changing things when they get these things going. So I highly recommend you take a look at all of those things. Don't forget the biggies that everybody needs all the time. You need magnesium. You need omega-3s. You've got to get your dark green leafy veggies. We started doing a, the St. Clair Super Smoothie, which you can look up online. If you just Google St. Clair Super Smoothie, you'll find it. Me and my son and my daughter getting up earlier, and we are blending that thing up, and we're, we're putting in three, four cups of kale and spinach. We just get the organic stuff over at the Costco. And, uh, you know, you put enough other good stuff in, and it tastes great. It's green, but it tastes great. And if you're not one who's going to eat a big, fresh garden salad every day, that's a really good opportunity for you to get those greens in. So anyway, lots of things you can do to get your nutrition up. Get your sugar down. That's a big deal. And you will feel better. Okay, I've got to cut to a break. When I come back, we're going to talk about a little bit more about this resolution thing. We're going to talk about some options uh, for you there. And we'll go into a little bit more of the uh, positive thoughts that might be required to get us through this time of year. I mean, we're only two weeks post-Christmas, and uh, the mood tends to shift a little bit. We'll talk about that when we come back also. You're listening to me. My name's Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Insurgent Sports Nutrition is a brand new sports supplement company. 
with a unique philosophy, refuse to conform. In the sports nutrition industry, one company starts something and has some success and everyone else tends to follow their lead. What you end up with is a bunch of Me Too products that don't add up to anything special. What you typically see on the market are formulas with all kinds of ingredients that look good on the label, but do very little to advance your training and performance. At Insurgents, our motto is, everything you need, nothing you don't. While many brands put the right ingredients in a product, most don't put the right dose. There are clinical trials for a reason, to prove not only if an ingredient works, but also how much of that ingredient it takes to provide the desired effect. At Insurgents, we won't add an ingredient to a formula unless we can add the clinically effective dose. Our first formula is our Insurgents pre-workout. Pre-workouts nowadays are a dime a dozen. They even sell them at the big box stores. The vast majority of pre-workouts on the market are overdosed on caffeine and other stimulants and underdosed on the stuff that actually increases your performance. Insurgents pre-workout has all of the most critical ingredients to improve endurance, strength, energy, and without the crash that comes with a mega dose of stimulants. Insurgents pre-workout comes with or without caffeine and has no additional stimulants. If you want a truly effective, hype-free pre-workout that tastes great, is free of artificial colors, and absolutely does the job, refuse to conform and join the insurgents. For more information about Insurgents Pre-Workout, call Vitality Nutrition, 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. All righty, welcome back to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every Saturday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. It's a cold one out there. I've been giving you updates on the temp, and right now, according to my phone, it's 10 degrees, and it feels exactly like 4 it's cold, really cold outside. And if you want some ideas on how to warm yourself up, you came to the right place. Vitality Radio, man, we're all about good cheer and happiness. And, you know, cold is what it is, right? It's a passing thing. It'll be warm tomorrow. It's going to be 41. Some people, including my oldest daughter, would say, that's not warm, Dad. But it's warm compared to 10. So, you know, we take what we can get. And the truth of the matter is... Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and it is gorgeous outside. Okay, yeah, we got this inversion. And this inversion's gross. I mean, it's, I, who knows what's in that cloud of gunk up there? Clearly some things we don't need in our bodies. However, if you look around a little lower, you'll see some beautiful things. You'll see some snow up in those mountains. You'll see snow all over the ground. You'll see snow in the trees. Man, I was driving through Bountiful yesterday, and I saw snow. On this pine tree, I don't know how old that pine tree was, but it was a whole lot older than me, and that's old. And it was beautiful the way the snow was just frosting that tree. Absolutely beautiful. So you know what? Take a look around, even if you hate the cold, and recognize the beauty that God has given us on this beautiful Saturday morning. All right, now, I promised when I came back that I'd talk about resolutions again. But first, of course, I always forget to do this. Vitality Radio, of course, is brought to you by Vitality Nutrition and Bountiful. You can call us at 801-292-6662 if you have questions about anything you heard on the show. That's 801-292-6662. You can come see us, and please do. I love meeting people who listen to my show. It always gives me a little bit of a rush. So if you want to do something nice for me, I appreciate it. Come in and say, hey, I listen to your show, and then hopefully say something positive about it. But anyway, you know, even if you don't, that's okay. I love meeting people who have heard my show, who listen to the show, especially if you're one who likes to listen to it all the time. I sure appreciate it. You visit us at 107 South, 500 West in Bountiful. But if you're far away, we love phone calls. We love email. We love all kinds of things that you can, you know, gal, there's not. It's almost unlimited, right, how you can get a hold of people nowadays. You can join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vitality Radio. We're a little more active there now than we were. My daughter's doing a good job of getting things up there, and so that's good. And the only thing, really, that we don't accept right now, just because of the inversion, is smoke signals. But otherwise, you can get a hold of us a lot of ways. Again, call us 801-292-6662. We'll be happy to help you out. Okay, let's talk about resolutions alternatives. 
you know, maybe you're one of those people who just marches to the beat of a different drum, as it were. Maybe you're one who questions everything. Maybe you've got some libertarian leanings. I don't know what kind of person you are, but maybe you're just not the kind of person who does resolutions. That's okay. Because I found an article that I absolutely love. I posted it last week. I may even throw it up there on Facebook again. And it comes from a website. It's more of a blog called Daring to Live Fully. Live the length and width of your life. I love it. Uh, Hopefully I'm saying her name right. Marilisa or Marilisa Fabrega uh, is the one who writes this. And I'll tell you, 10 Alternatives to New Year's Resolutions, a great article because number one is one that I intend to do with my kids. So excited about it. In fact, my daughter, my oldest daughter, Lily, she's really excited about doing this and and has done it before. And this year we're doing it together. Create a bucket list for the new year. These are things you want to get done before the end of the year that you probably won't do, you know, if you don't write it down and make a point to do it. And some of these things can be dumb things. They just fun stuff, you know. Like, uh, I don't know, singing at the grocery store while you're shopping if you are weird. And that's okay because weird's cool too. But there's all kinds of options, right? I mean, this, uh, this lady here, she's, she's kind of she's, – she's got some big ideas. I mean, here's her ideas. Attend the Rio Olympics. This was written, by the way, a year ago. Um, yeah, that's a bucket list item for you. Attend the Olympics in another country, right? Finish a book in one sitting. Now, that's something that my Lily has done that I will never do because I fall asleep way too fast. Uh, get a professional photo shoot done. Okay. And uh, she had one here, vote in the presidential election. Well, that ship has sailed. But there's a lot of possibilities, a lot of possibilities. You know, bucket lists can be anything. And if you haven't seen the movie, The Bucket List, it's kind of a good movie. Make that a bucket list item. Anyway, I really like that idea. There is a, uh, in fact, I'll I'll link to this one too. There's another one called 10,000 Bucket List Ideas. That gives you some options. Uh, It's in the Idea Book uh, blog. And uh, man, 10,000 is a lot. So you can take a look at that as well if you're interested in doing something like that. But also, how about following a monthly 30-day challenge? Come up with a list of 12 30-day challenges and compete, complete one for each month of the year. What's a 30-day challenge? Well, a 30-day challenge consists of setting a small goal that can be achieved in 30 days, along with the specific action that you'll be taking each day to achieve the goal. Now, that is big, but you know what I like about it? It's, it's, it is kind of the anti-resolution, because a lot of times the resolution is lose 30 pounds. Uh, lose 30 pounds. Well, this is like, how am I going to lose 30 pounds, right? This is the kind of thing where we say, okay, I'm going to actually write down a daily thing that I'm going to do to make sure this happens. Pretty, pretty cool. I like it a lot. Uh, This particular uh, individual who wrote the article, she said, in January, you could create a 30-day decluttering challenge. Boy, that'd be good for me. What action will you be taking each and every day in January in order to declutter? You can do the following. Each and every day during the month of January, choose five items to donate, throw out, sell, or give away. That way, by the end of January, you've decluttered 155 items. That's scary for some people, right? Kind of a cool idea. So the point is, you know, what's a resolution about? A resolution's about just changing something, right? Making some improvements. And so there are a lot of ways to do it. Get creative. Get your family together. Get your spouse, your significant other, your friend, whatever, coworker, and do some of this stuff together. It's always more fun to do it together. All right. We've got just a couple more minutes left on Vitality Radio, and we've got to turn it over to the car guys. So here are some kind of final thoughts. One is if you are interested in getting healthier for the new year, if that is one of those resolutions or one of those bucket list items for you, we would love to help you with that. We're all about education at Vitality Nutrition. If you've sat and listened to this show and you recognize that there's some good information here and you want more, come see us at Vitality. We'll help you out. We even have some kits put together for you. And kits 
can be really useful because a lot of times one of the biggest challenges when it comes to supplements is what can I use with what that's actually going to deliver the results I want? Well, we've done the hard work for you. We put those things together and with the help of some of our great uh, manufacturer partners that we work with, we've even got most of them at like 30 plus percent off. Some of us admit it's just 50% off. We've got weight loss. We've got muscle mass building. We've got digestive tract reset, immune system reset, some great kits. You'll have to check those out. But then before I go, I want to talk a little bit more about the energy of this. My favorite Christmas song is a Christmas song called Old City Bar. I should have had Ajay put that together for me before uh, the break. Maybe he can outro with it. Old City Bar by Trans-Siberian Orchestra. It's a beautiful song. It's a song about um, a child who wants to go home for Christmas after running away. And uh, she doesn't have any money, and she wishes on a star. And the, that particular star happens to be a neon star outside of a bar because that's where she's at. And a bartender uh, is approached by someone that asks for help to help this little girl. And uh, eventually, anyway, the bartender empties the drawer uh, of his register and helps the girl get home. Old City Bar, is, it's a it's a pretty song it's a beautiful uh you go ahead and play that then just in the background because it's a beautiful tune if you haven't heard it you gotta listen to it i know we're two weeks past christmas okay but here's the thing about the old city bar that i love there's this moment in the song where he says if we could just make this christmas thing last if we could just make this christmas thing last what happens at christmas all of a sudden we all care about our fellow man again right yeah, a lot of times that's what happens. And then what happens in January? We're doing resolutions to take care of ourselves sometimes. So keep taking care of your fellow man. Keep caring. Keep this Christmas thing in the air for a little while longer. It's certainly cold enough for it. And thank you so much for listening to Vitality Radio. If you like what you hear, go tell somebody. And let's keep having a little longer Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. My name's Jared St. Clair, and this is Vitality Radio. Someone was lost Standing outside our door And the bartender gives The smoke and the haze You've been listening to the Vitality Radio Podcast. Enjoy your week. In the meantime, Jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it. Vitality Radio is researched and written by Jared St. Clair, produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham, with very limited help from Jared. Our awesome music is by Brian Bob Young. Support Vitality Radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or your favorite podcast source. Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you. Hello, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Vitality Radio. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast has not been evaluated by the FDA. This podcast is provided with the understanding that the information shared is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a medical professional. Thank you.